Holy shit, we're doing the Sonic podcast. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good enough opening, but uh, I don't know how else to start it. Hello. Hi. Um, so this is Sonic Podcast Adventure, the, the pilot episode, I guess, as it were. Um, my name is Sean Eichen, and I am joined by my co-host, I Christian, am Dobbins. Christian Dobbins. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I said your name at the same time. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I am a writer, researcher, uh, Sonic fan, and you are as well. And just through geeking out about Sonic on Twitter, we're like, let's just do a Sonic podcast so we have an outlet for our insanity. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 quarantine, so it was about time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can say that for like basically any insane hobby I've gotten into. I've gotten into model making. Uh, and uh, I, I drew a little bit more, but it was mostly just intensive bottle making in Legos. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, done probably nothing productive other than like bumping up my cooking skill. Well, I mean, that's productive. Uh, yeah. I got okay at cooking, but that was just by <laughs> way of having an apartment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, our, our basic idea for this is similar to like, I guess, Podcast the ride is probably a big influence, at least on my end. I'm not sure if you're a, a listener. Oh yeah, I I like them. So. Oh yeah, okay, perfect. Um, where like they kind of do like, yeah, they do ride episodes. Those are the big kind of the meat episodes. But then they also like, okay, let's talk about food from Disneyland and or uh this specific um restaurant or this uh a- area next to a themed uh a theme park or like this themed restaurant chain stuff like that. So like in how that applies to sonic it's like okay we'll talk about the games obviously those are the big ones but then we'll also talk about like uh characters or like uh design elements or like uh this one piece of game uh design from one of the games like it can get niche or you know the what's the term ballpark aisle uh chair or something like that (laughs) yeah so uh yeah, so uh, so we're uh, God, I'm like uh, I'm like my brain's running on empty here because it's been so while since I recorded a podcast. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so basically we'll just be going through like whatever we feel like talking about that week uh, of Sonic. Probably the first ones we're going to be doing are Sonic Adventure Two is probably where we cross over the most. Yeah, I I feel like Mike said he wanted to be on my roommate Mike. I feel like he wanted to. to maybe be on for that one. I'll ask him once we're done recording and we can. Oh yeah. It, um, yeah. And we, again, too, I think another thing that's to keep it loose. So we don't have like this kind of rigidness to it is yeah. that, uh, we could go back and do an episode on a topic we've covered before, you know, up to 10 times, probably like, cause there's, <laughs> there's so much that we miss in each one, especially if we like, yeah, especially if it's, if we have another guest on, they have a different experience with it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's what Sonic Podcast Adventure is going to be. And actually, you you came up with the name. You want to talk about yeah. that? I we were we were coming up with different ideas and I, I I have never played it, but I thought about Sonic Pocket Adventure and I was like, oh, well, well, podcast sort of sounds like pocket and like we'll be going on an adventure going through all of these different things and probably learning a whole bunch. So why not? Sonic uh, podcast adventure just seemed like it it worked real well. 
it works really well. And it has a nice abbreviation, SPA. And your <laughs> logos were incredible. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, they were very good. <laughs> the the one that uh, ended up winning like our Twitter poll was the Sonic Venture 2 one, which I do still really want to use. I, I bet we could we'd probably use it for uh, the the podcast uh, RSS feed I've set up has an option to have different episode ones. Oh, so maybe if I'm feeling fancy, I'll do a different one for different episodes and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. So we will use that for that. But I think the ring one just ends up being a better one for like social media and like mm. um more a little bit instantly recognizable instead of like kind of uh, pulling from another thing. Uh, so sorry to the fans who voted for that fans. Like we have fans already <laughs> <laughs> presumptuous of me. <laughs> um, uh, sorry to uh, the friends and uh, Twitter people who voted for the Sonic Adventure two logo. Uh, I am, uh, or we will be sticking with the other one just cause that's a little bit cleaner look at on most social media. <laughs> um, so, Let's uh, I want to introduce ourselves a little bit long, a little bit more, uh, and then we can get into like our history with Sonic. So why don't you go first? Oh, um, yeah, I'm Christian. Uh, I am a animator and character designer uh, right now. I'm doing work for BuzzFeed, um, but uh, in the past, I've done work for like Bleacher Report, um, our cartoon president on Showtime. Uh, I did work through Augenblick. I've done a whole bunch of freelance. I've done like my own animation for Game Grumps and Super Best Friends Play. I did a couple for uh, like on my own for My Brother, My Brother and Me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've been an artist all my life uh, drawing Sonic for literally as long as I can remember um, and still am. Uh, but yeah, that's that's more or less what I do. Yeah, I, and I love uh, I love your Game Grumps animation and uh, your Game uh, your Game Grumps animation. Why is that so hard to say? Uh, Game Grumps animation and also your um, my brother, my brother, and me ones. Those are so good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, and, and I think I'm trying to remember how we follow each other on Twitter. We, I think it was either through Mike or uh, maybe I found your animation. I think I found your Game Grumps animation or something like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I and then. I know saw your Sonic art and be like, hey, I me like Sonic too. Like <laughs> um, I, I hadn't drawn Sonic for the longest time. Like I drew him all the time when I was a little kid. And then not much for like through high school and like college and stuff like that. And then I don't know what it was that I just out of nowhere, like last year was like, I'm just gonna draw a bunch of Sonic now. I mean, maybe it was the movie coming out or something like that. Yeah, you but. know what? I think it was the movie. It probably was the movie. Um, yeah, so uh, I, th- I said before, I'm a writer, researcher. I write for um, re- freelance for a couple sites like Fanbyte and the Crunchyroll and Funimation blogs. I um, I also research for uh, a podcast called Wizard and the Bruiser. They're like a pop culture history podcast. Uh, and I guess I'll just go straight into my history with Sonic. Um, I My first... Uh, oh, actually, I, I should talk about I, I write basically for Fanbyte. Most of my stuff is about Sonic. The first thing I wrote about Sonic for them, or actually, I wrote for the editor, Merit K. She was originally at the Verve blog. Uh, and I, the first piece I wrote uh, for her as an editor was um, about the weird American Sonic canon, the Sonic Bible. I think um, <laughs> Unraveled did an episode about it, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and it's just it's absolutely like buck wild, and it's born out of like Sega of Japan, like really just not giving a fuck about what Sega of uh, America received in terms of like marketing and uh, development wise. So they just came up with their own bullshit, and it ended up making it into the uh, UK Sonic the Comic canon, uh, and it's just really wild. Uh, and then when Merit moved to Fanbyte, I pitched some pieces to her. And I wrote, uh, let's see, I've written quite a bit. Uh, I wrote about all the American cartoon adaptations, which are, you know, range from weird to uh, incredibly uh, shit posty. <laughs> like, I love Sonic Boom, but it's also a shit post. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I've, I, uh, I think probably my most popular one is um, in the back pages of like the very first Archie Sonic comic is uh, a recipe for chili dogs because oh, yeah. some some random choice was made along the line to make Sonic really like chili dogs. My theory is that when a bunch of people who didn't know Sonic the who Sonic the Hedgehog was were tasked with making a Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, one of them was like Sonic. The, you mean the place that sells chili dogs? Did Sonics exist back then? I think so. I mean, they're they're like roll. They used to be roller, uh, like the the waitresses and the waiters in like the uh, the roller blades, oh. the roller skates. I think, yeah, the the drive up service. Uh-huh. yeah. So or the drive in service. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that's my theory. Regardless, there was a chili dog recipe that I found that was at this point probably two decades old uh, or more, uh, and I made it with uh, my fiance Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like I've been talking forever, so uh, why don't you tell me your uh, personal history with Sonic? Like, Sonic is one of those things that has just, like, been in my life for as long as I can remember. Um, I remember my oldest brother, who's, like, seven years older than me, so he was born in, like, late 80s. Um, he had a Genesis, and I would play it in the basement with him, and I remember playing Sonic 2, um, where I would always play as Tails, obviously, but we would, like, mostly do the split screen instead of, like, having Tails tag along with just Sonic. Um, I remember playing that all the time. Uh, I remember playing Sonic 1 all the time and never getting past, uh, the second stage. What is that? Uh, Marble Reef? Oh, the old games are, are hard. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're not easy games. They're, they're, <laughs> like... My, I should establish this up top because it'll probably be a thing I say constantly recording this show is that Sonic is an overgrown market rival marketing campaign. So, yeah, to to that extent, his games almost didn't matter. They they just had to be cool enough to attract you away from Nintendo. And that might sound like a bit controversial. Like I think they still put care and love into those games, but to uh, to a certain extent. Like the games were fast and that's their focus. They don't, they're not necessarily easy because of that. Well, like I think, I think a big part of like people's misunderstanding of especially classic Sonic is because the whole marketing for Sonic for so long has been got to go fast. And I feel like that's not what Sonic classic Sonic specifically is. Classic Sonic was like, um, I've heard people complain that like the levels are built like Mario stages, but you're supposed to go fast. And because of the level layout and that it's platforming, you can't go fast. So what's the point? And I'm like, well, I feel like the point is the whole creation of Sonic was that they played Mario over and over and tried to beat it the first stage as fast as they could. 
because they would memorize like the specific places to jump, the specific places to like move around and stuff to get to the end the fastest and then constantly try to beat their score. And Sonic is built, classic Sonic is built all around that where it's like the levels are built to have very precise platforming. And the point is that going fast is your reward for learning the stage because the more like there's a billion different routes you can take in every act in every zone. And it's usually the ones that are higher up that are fastest. So, yeah. Okay. I, I and see, that's something I didn't know at not having like grown up with like classic releases right around like, you know, what you know, what's prime video game age, kind of like the nine to 13 ish or even yeah. younger, probably. Um, yeah, so so I, I didn't have as much of an experience with classic games like that. So but but yeah, like I, I agree still that like the reward for knowing the levels is going fast, but they're still hard as shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I only beat um, Sonic one for the first time ever last year i believe last year i did a huge sonic marathon (laughs) where i played like i played what did i play i played one i played two i played three and knuckles i played cd i played uh adventure adventure 2 heroes shadow um uh what was next um like secret rings uh unleashed i played pretty much everything in the main line except for sonic 06 which i had already 100 percented years ago you what um and uh, yeah yeah i will like i beat the whole story i didn't get like all the emblems or whatever but i beat the whole story um which is i played that (laughs) which might as well be 100 percenting with that game pretty much like i i don't care about getting um uh achievements when i play games the only game that i've ever like platinumed was sonic generations um but yeah like i played 06 back in one of one of the summers between my college uh, my college years on um, Xbox 360, and that's like I I I am fine never playing that game again. Like <laughs> I think there's I think there's there's some really fun and interesting things in it. I feel like if it was like made well, yeah, uh, uh, I would like it a lot. But it's it's it. it what can what can be say that hasn't already been said about Sonic 06? But anyways, yeah. Um, I yeah, like I I growing up, my favorite Sonic game for the longest time was Heroes, and I had the CD for it that I remember having my dad play when he would drive me to to Boy Scout campings with my friends. Uh, playing the CD for Sonic Heroes that had <laughs> all the characters' theme songs, and I guarantee oh that God. drove him mad. Um, God, I remember that. I remember, like, I met my best friend um, in fifth grade, which would be 2004 for me, um, because I liked Sonic X so much, and he was like, oh, you like Sonic 2? And we're still friends today, and like... <laughs> we have, wow, we have very similar childhoods. Uh, I'll, I'll get to mine, but keep going, because <laughs> I have such a similar story. Um, God, I played every Sonic game that released. I remember my mom buying me the GameCube um, when it came out, along with Sonic DX and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Um... I yeah I had heroes I ha- I pre-ordered Shadow from my local game crazy and they <laughs> they gave me the um the Shadow of the Hedgehog beanie that I am so angry I don't have anymore oh no um no I lost that ages ago damn um, 
or my mom got rid of it because I grew out of it, but whatever. Um, yeah, I played Shadow. I didn't play 06 when it came out because I didn't have a platform that it was on. Um, I played Unleashed on the Wii, uh, and I played Secret Rings, and then I, I missed Sonic for a while. Like, I never played, uh, or I didn't play um, Black Knight. I wanted to say Black Sun for some reason. Sonic and the Black Sun. Okay. <laughs> Sonic and the Black Hole um, Sun, where he teams up with Soundgarden. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't play, uh, Black Knight. I didn't play Colors when it came out, weirdly enough. Uh, my friend let me borrow that a couple years after it came out. But I played Generations. I didn't play Lost World until early last year. Um, but, like, I, I was sort of in and out with Sonic, but my main obsession was Sonic X. Like, I would watch that every Saturday, no matter what. Um, and I would not miss it. And I remember like having a bunch of toys for it, having a bunch of t-shirts Hell for yeah. it, <laughs> uh, recording episodes on VHS. Um, because like I, I couldn't buy it. Um, but I remember like getting blank VHS tapes that were in the basement and just popping them in when four kids was on in the morning and recording episodes oh and then writing down the label that it was Sonic X. I, I, um, um, I remember recording it too. Do, did you ever have something called ITV, EYE TV? No. It was this Apple, I, th- I think Apple exclusive thing that you just plugged your cable into, like the cable cable, screwed it into that, plugged it into your computer. You could watch live TV on your computer and record Whoa. it. And that's how I recorded Sonic X, and that's how I, when Fox did that uh, that um, show the first episode early thing, I had it mm-hmm. recorded and brought it over to my friend's house to watch <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a DVD. So I got fancy with it. Oh uh, damn! <laughs> and then I think very quickly after that, like Comcast and like Time Warner shut down ITV. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, like I I. I remember recording so many episodes on VHS. Uh, I remember begging my mom to get me the Sonic OVA on DVD off of eBay because like, oh my God, it's Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. I need this. And I remember her buying it for me and then selling it in high school because I had to like high school. I desperately needed money. So I just sold like every video game and every dvd that i had so i i i had so many sonic games uh that i had throughout my life and i had to sell oh my god i didn't even mention game gear i had a game gear oh my god um the the notoriously low batteries uh (laughs) (laughs) it was my brothers and then i sort of inherited it and i remember it had uh uh tales adventure where he's on coco island um and i remember playing that a bunch but like not getting anywhere in it and then is that what sonic pocket uh, adventure was on or was that on the game boy no pocket adventure was neo geo i believe and then i think the engage for a brief minute i yeah I, i have like no history with those same um but god like mega collection gems collection the advanced games the first rush game sonic battle I I went through as much as I could growing up, and then by the time, I, like I said, by the time I hit high school, I was like, I desperately need money. I gotta get rid of all these. Um, and then I went to college, and like, just didn't really have time much. And then, uh, I guess it was the movie announcement. It was the movie announcement and the release of Sonic Forces in 2017, where I was like. I think I'm going to get back into Sonic. And I just like <laughs> last year, an old flame came year, to town. 
pretty much. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> let go. Um, but like last year, uh, uh, obviously because of the pandemic, um, the pandy. Uh, retail therapy became a enormous thing for me. That oh just, like, yeah, same me with its claws. <laughs> so I pretty much just bought like every single sonic game that i could get my hands on including sonic boom rise of lyric which i have not played yet oh boy um we should play it on I, stream yeah, I, <laughs> oh my god like if i can if i could get my wii u hooked up to like some kind of recording software i would love that hell yeah um mike's talked about uh uh doing streams like of different games i would like to join him in that because he, he's doing a he wants to do a majora's mask randomized run oh wait yeah i don't know what that means is it a mod or is it like oh um uh uh vine sauce does this a lot randomization is a code or like it's it's a seed that is generated where it reorganizes um the items in the game along with like you can choose it to reorganize the lines of dialogue and the sound effects and the textures and stuff like that mainly it's for the um uh the the items so the items will be not where they belong so like you can go to one <laughs> temple and go through the whole temple beat the boss and your gift is a rupee pretty much oh my god um it completely reorganized Vinny uh from vine saw streams them a lot uh like he frequently does um i believe zelda uh like uh I th- what did he do uh, I know there's a Wind Waker one that's out, which seems way too complicated. But I know he's done classic Zelda before, and I am al- I'm almost certain he did a uh, Majora's Mask run recently. Huh. Um, but that's what Mike's planning out now. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like I I have never been really interested in streaming just because I don't think I'm very good at like keeping up a conversation, especially if I'm alone with a live audience. That's but, why um, I get a guest. I get yeah. Very- <laughs> Yeah, I get very honed in when I'm playing a game, and I also swear like a sailor if anything goes wrong. But um, <laughs> but like I I don't know playing streaming a, a bunch of Sonic games might be fun. Yeah, and um, uh, I'll um briefly interrupt to say like I so I stream and like when we're talking when we plan on doing episodes about like games that we can easily access through like a PC or uh, a Switch or something like that. Uh, we, I will have you on as my guest and we'll play that like leading up to the oh, episode's yeah. release or leading up to the episode itself. Like if we need to experience Sonic 06 or Sonic Boom just to, to talk about it, <laughs> we will play it on stream. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. As for like my history with Sonic, um, it was really the release of the, or the announcement of the movie and Sonic Forces coming out that really drew me back in. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to catch up on the IDW comics. I'm going to play some games that I missed. I'm just going to draw a bunch of Sonic because like, that's what I do when I become obsessed with something. I just can't stop drawing it. Um, and yeah, uh, because of how much I like the movie and it and the IDW comics, it just like blasted me with the force of a bullet train coming back into my life some might say a sonic force uh <laughs> yeah it was a it was a it was a sonic boom there it is <laughs> um <laughs> wow I, we have a very uh similar history um so i actually didn't know there was games for a long time my history starts with the saturday morning cartoon the one that's just Whoa. called sonic the hedgehog uh every week 
I would go to Blockbuster and rent this, and I don't know how it started. I think my mom just got it for me as like, uh, here's a kid's thing we can put on for you while I'm working or something like that. Uh, and then every week I would go back and rent the same, like, what, rotating cast of four VHSs or whatever. And I think every now and then the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog would get mixed into the comedy variant. And I don't know why they are running these shows at the exact same time. But <laughs> um, yeah, so my first interaction with Sonic is the... Uh, uh, the um, is it, uh Deke? Couldn't remember the name. The the Deke Sonic the Hedgehog that was like this kind of uh mostly original IP added on to Sonic and Tails. Basically, were the only ones in there who weren't original characters. Uh, and that's that's how I knew the character. And then cut to sometime in elementary school, my uh my friend Kevin uh got Sonic Adventure Two Battle for the GameCube. And introduced me to it. I'm like, what? There's games? Like a little idiot. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I think we got a GameCube right around the same time. Uh, and my parents got me Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for Hanukkah, I think, one year. Because originally they had got me a Rocket Power video game. And they heard me talking about this <laughs> Sonic game. So they returned one of the Knight's gifts, one of the Hanukkah Knight's gifts, and got that for me instead. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, and that is my first interaction. And then I played through that game as best as I could. But I was um, a little kid with terrible hand-eye coordination uh, <laughs> and a lot of frustration with video games having ADHD. Um, so I didn't get very far, but my friend Kevin did copy his data onto it so I could play the last level, which is incredibly easy and very fun <laughs> to play over and over again, especially to hear, live, and learn over and over again. And I'm like, I just like, I, I would, I think I told him that. I'm like, I like playing this level because it has a good track. And he said, oh, if you go into the options, you can listen to all the songs. I'm just blowing my mind constantly uh, with every <laughs> reveal. Uh, and so that is like the, the, the snowball uh, going down the hill. And then, then from there, it's like, oh, they uh, released Sonic Adventure 1, uh, re-released on GameCube, and then Sonic Heroes, Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, God, what comes after that? Uh, is it Wii once after I think that? I after that is 06. Yeah, I think it was 06. And then it's some of the Wii titles and stuff like that. And I got uh, a fair amount of them. Uh, I know I played Shadow the Hedgehog. And again, terrible at those games. And the games are glitchy. And it's hard to beat if you're not good at video <laughs> games. Uh, and get frustrated easily. So uh, I played that. I, I, I still remember loving Sonic Heroes, I think, because... Uh, like a brief like side note here is that that game uh, is not perfectly done, but it has an idea and it really sticks with it. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. that's a lot of Sonic games is that they have this kind of thesis and where they have the time and money to finish it properly. It probably wouldn't have been at the very least like a B plus game, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I played all the games and uh, in between, sorry, in between getting into the video games, and watching the show, uh, I got introduced to the Archie comics, which were the spinoff of the cartoon. And I'm like, oh, the characters continue going on. And I think the first issue I got was uh, Sonic meets Mina Mongoose. I don't know if you, if you know who that character is. I know the character. I didn't really grow up with the Archie comics. I had a couple issues, but I didn't really follow it. I wasn't much of a comic kid. Uh I think that was the only comic I was into until high school. Um, so I would go to uh, Borders, uh, aging myself there. There are no more across the country. <laughs> um, 
so I, I would go to Borders like once a month to get the new Sonic. Uh, and I followed that for like, a, I think a good like at least 50 issues. Um, and I don't, wow. I think I followed it as Ken Penders was being pushed out for uh, Ian, Ian Flynn, right? Or is Ian Flynn the artist? Yeah. Yeah, Ian Flynn's the writer. Okay. Ian Flynn's the writer. Um, so I, I saw that transition over and then I dropped off, uh, I think right as he was starting to kind of get his stride going with uh, the Archie comics. But that is a mm. lot of like, my for a long time that was a lot of my knowledge base of sonic was the artsy stuff uh and then a little bit the games and then sonic x came out and like i said before uh i would watch that and record it and share it with my friends uh and i would watch that every saturday morning as much as i could and then i was like i, I was i think i was starting to get into high school when it started to uh get in like when it was airing kind of like second season or so so i was kind of going through that era of like oh i can't really like my kid stuff anymore because you're in high school or late middle school and you know peer pressure and stuff kind of pushes a lot of your childhood loves out of your system for a little bit Mm -hmm. uh and uh sonic wasn't cool to me for a while uh and i probably probably played a game or two uh but then you know college i started getting back into it a little bit and now like with the movie uh and leading up to the movie i think the announcement of the movie and sonic forces coming out and i think what game came before sonic forces was it uh, it wasn't generation lost world lost world so i think before that i was that was like the first kind of step back into sonic was um generations i didn't get lost world because i think i heard that it got bad reviews and that was the era where i was like oh do i want to buy this or do i want to go see this movie or do i want to watch the tv show it's getting bad reviews uh yeah same yeah <laughs> which uh i try not to do anymore but um so I skipped Lost World, but then I got back into it with uh, Generations and Forces, uh, and I got into Unleashed as well, I think. But I didn't uh, play much of it because I had the PlayStation Two version, which is, I think, one of the to- notoriously uh, bad ones. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the Wii version, which is with the the waggle controls. Oh no, and I remember yeah. <laughs> my friend, my friend had the uh, Xbox 360 version and lent it to me, and he was like, "Play this version; it's way better." And I started playing it, and there was a hub world, and I was like, "This, I, I don't know what this is," and I just didn't play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that feeling where your where your brain just like when you're younger, you're just like, "I, I don't ignore, I don't understand this, so I choose not to continue." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, and then the movie came out, and Sonic Forces. Like, I, I like Sonic Forces. I know it has its issues, but the character creation thing, and just like the overall kind of. I think it's ironically serious, but I think they were going for fully serious when they made it. I, I, I think that game is very messy, but I have an absolute blast with it. Yeah. And I genuinely, like, unironically, I genuinely really like Infinite. Yeah, Infinite's a cool character. He's a very, he's a very archy Sonic character, for sure. Like, it, knowing a lot of uh, remembering what i remember about a lot of like the characters who are like okay so uh he's a uh fox or wolf and is also a deity for some reason and sonic fights god for the what 16th time or something (laughs) like that okay (laughs) this is another tangent but sonic has canonically fought god i think in the games if we're going with just the games he's fought god like four times and i love it. it i mean I mean, you've uh, <laughs> you said it on Twitter that he's uh, born out of like shown storytelling. So like, yeah, um, I forget where who wrote the thread, and I'm really upset about it. But when the movie came out, um, uh, they somebody made a thread on Twitter about like uh, the Sonic games, the classic ones, 
from Sonic 1 all the way up until Adventure have a arc in the background showing like the history of the Echidna tribe and hints towards chaos and like uh, different civilizations that don't exist anymore. Like there's certain levels throughout the classic games that have a lot of owl iconography. Oh, yeah. uh, excuse me, owl iconography that um, uh, could lead towards Longclaw in the yeah. movie. They have different like Echidna iconography, and the whole concept. The uh, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> well, there we go. Um, <laughs> I have a for one of uh, for my other podcast, Pop Cultured. I have a jingle that says Sean had an ADHD moment with like a robot <laughs> voice, and I can just throw that in anytime. <laughs> this this happens when I'm on the uh, on a call with my partner Jenna, and anytime I go off, she's like you like exactly knows where I left off, and I'm like <laughs> I need you in my like by my side forever. But um, oh my god. Okay, now I remember. Um, a lot of people think that Sonic, like the transition from Sonic, classic Sonic to modern Sonic, is like they compare it to Mickey Mouse turning into Dragon Ball Z, which is exactly not what it is. No, yeah. It's Dragon Ball turning into Dragon exactly. Ball Z. Uh, he, because in the manuals and the Japanese versions, there's always been like an actual storyline throughout it. Uh, that like there's lore and world building and stuff like that, but when it was translated over to America, they didn't use. We got that. a hedgehog from Kentucky own. who ate trash. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, like uh, exactly. Like it's it's a lot of the stuff that not everyone knows about just because of like. I mean, just look at anime from the same time that Sonic came out. There's so much like yeah. Americanization of it that like so much of it gets lost and. and Again, it's totally understandable at the time. It's like w- nobody was really ready for such like different storytelling or like uh, so many people in marketing at Sega of America like were all like, I don't know if we can sell it with what they gave us or I don't know if this will sell without some kind of American-ish story to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, oh, that reminds me. There's also this very weird story with uh, why Sonic has like the wings on the uh, the opening uh, logo thing where uh, the ring, oh. you know, yeah, the emblem, uh, couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Uh, is that there's like this backstory that like Sonic the Hedgehog is like a children's storybook character based on a pilot with spiky hair called the Hedgehog. So like huh. it's one of those plane pilot emblems, you know, on the side of a. Uh, wow. Yeah, like an Air Force uh, thing. Wow, I, I never would have. Yeah, it, up on that. it's wild. Uh, so um, now I, I forgot I, what I was talking I wanna, about. Uh, I want to mention real quick. Oh yeah. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was really interesting that you started with the Deke cartoons. I did not grow up with those at all. My start with Sonic was the games, and then when I realized there was a cartoon, it was Sonic X. But what was really interesting to me is in fifth grade, I had a classmate who like knew that me and my friend loved sonic and would talk about manic from sonic underground oh my god i didn't know what sonic underground was so we would talk about manic and sonia and i'm like what the heck are you talking about oh i mean (laughs) better left that those things do not exist but uh (laughs) more or less um but yeah i uh i didn't watch that one i I think i watched that one like uh online at some point i may have caught the DVD by accident, or I may have got, got that rental at some point through Blockbuster. Blockbuster kind of shifted around their VHS like that. But uh, mm-hmm. you reminded me of something else because Sonic OCs are such a big part of the Sonic culture, and I'm not going <laughs> to unpack oh, that, uh, you know, barrel of monkeys just yet. But my experience with them was in barrel elementary hedgehogs. school. What was that? 
barrel of hedgehogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, when I was in uh, elementary school, me and my friend Kevin, the one who got me into Sonic, um, hi Kevin, if you're listening to this, uh, he um, or the one who got me into the games, uh, me and our group of friends would play Sonic, like pretend Sonic. Uh, in elementary school, we'd all have our own like Sonic characters that we were. And role play, huh. you know, like like kids playing superheroes, but we were all Sonic characters. Yeah, yeah. And he would uh, make pixel art of all of our characters and stuff like that. So, and I would draw so much Sonic. I forgot to mention that Ooh. that I also draw Son- drew Sonic a lot as a kid. Uh, I <laughs> I traced images. I uh, made my own OCs. I yeah, there's <laughs> I I could probably like if it still existed, I could probably find a stack of papers of like colored penciled. Uh, traced images that I did a Sonic. <laughs> yeah, if you can find those, absolutely post them because I did the same thing when I was uh, back in my hometown in October. Um, I found a binder. Uh, <laughs> binder just that was the visual of the binder makes it so funny to me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a binder with like uh, a ring binder with like the plastic sleeves, and I had drawings in there dating back to 1999 damn the earliest sonic one that i had was a drawing of i believe um sonic adventure 2 battle where it's sonic and shadow like passing each other i um, traced that exact uh, image as well like that's why when i saw (laughs) that i was like so what the hell (laughs) i drew it um observing it and i took a photo of it i took a photo of that and then i drew um I believe three renders of Sonic Tails and Knuckles from like Sonic R or something. And they're dated like 2003 and 2004. So they are almost 20 years old and I'm still drawing them today. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's beautiful to be honest. <laughs> um, the, the earliest one in that binder was a 1999 one of Scooby-Doo, which I am also still drawing today. So I have not changed. Also uh, still a big fan of that talking dog. Uh, me too. Also, <laughs> I love Scooby. Um, yeah, so, like, I, we, we made OCs, I, I drew Sonic a lot, and a very funny story was, uh, I was in this thing as a kid, uh, called visual therapy, uh, you, you, you have glasses, so you, maybe you've gone through this before, where, um, they, they train you how to, like, use your eyes more than your head, and I guess a lot of kids with glasses don't know how to do that, because the glasses are in front of their face, so they turn their head instead of turning their eyes, so I know I'm not familiar with this. I, I don't know if this is something that a lot of kids had to do or if it was just something I had to do, but I, I had to go through this. And one of the um, exercises was to like draw something that you have to follow with your eyes. So like an arc, right? And they said, and like, I guess like part of the, the final test or whatever was draw something at home using this arc pattern. And I drew Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because of course I did. Um, yeah. And sorry, I, I'm remembering all these like sporadic things from my childhood Sonic related. Uh, my dad um, is a graphic designer and uh, was traditionally trained. Like he did a lot of um, like on paper work and then like uh, to make like a presentation, he would actually cut out pieces of like paper and like put it on a poster board and stuff like that. So Ooh. he printed out like on six pieces of paper images from Sonic Adventure 2 Um and then put them on foam core, and I hung those up in my room. So, like, there were these 3D wall <laughs> art that I had that were so cool that my friend Kevin wanted one, and he made him uh, some as well. So, it's like, I just, I, I'm like, all this stuff is coming back to me, which is another reason why I really wanted to do this podcast, because, like, oh, I'm going to remember so much, like, memories I have with these games and character that I love so much. Yeah. 
like you mentioning that just brought back two memories for me, which was my family. Um, my dad uh, is very good with like different uh, pieces of technology and like software and stuff like that. And he had um, paper that you could print out images on and then iron it onto a shirt. And I remember going into middle school of a sh- with a shirt with Shadow the Hedgehog on it because Hell Shadow yeah. was my favorite character in middle school. Um, I remember that. And then I remember when Sonic Heroes was out, uh, me telling my mom that I really wanted to paint Sonic Tails and Knuckles on my bedroom wall. Oh, my gosh. Did she let you? I, I, I no, She didn't. Um, my bedroom as a kid was underwater themed. Um, and she was also like, I don't trust you with paint on your walls. So. <laughs> I mean fair <laughs> yeah yeah like i i she's 100 percent correct in that so <laughs> i haven't heard from uh from christian what and i heard a thud uh <laughs> why aren't the well, windows I open paint them uh, like under my windowsill oh okay <laughs> so like i wouldn't but i wouldn't go high up i would i like one of them running on the ground oh because, that would be like, cool <laughs> uh, yeah my my uh carpet was like light tan so it felt like sand and i was thinking of like the opening stage in sonic heroes oh yeah um yeah and then i also have uh I've, i think i've tweeted it about this a couple times but i have this old sonic adventure action figure it's like a giant action figure it's like giant size like probably the size of like those big 32 ounce water bottles like the reusable ones uh oh yeah and it it, it uh i could probably find an image of it uh and tweet it again later but uh it's um it's a big action figure and it came with this like talk box that was in the shape of the emblems from Sonic Adventure. Like the ones you collect, oh. but like all gold. And you pressed it and it said like Whoa. five drum phrases from the game or something like that. Uh, and I think I got it before I got Sonic Adventure. So I didn't know what these phrases I... were. Oh, uh, okay. I had it I remember you telling me that uh it, one of the quotes was the ah uh, yeah, this is yes. happening one. That is so embedded <laughs> in my brain. Because I think it was the first one on the loop. So, like, if you didn't press uh, it for okay. a while, it would loop back to that one first. Huh. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is happening. <laughs> it's, I had... Oh, it's such a bad believe... line read, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. I oh, love Ryan Drummond and Sonic. Um, I had, I believe, the same exact model of figure, but mine was Sonic X themed and my friend gave it to me for my birthday and I had a button on his shoe um, where underneath the same shoe was a speaker and a section for batteries. But the section of the batteries did not have any like electronic stuff in it. Like it was built to be to to have a speaker and to talk, but it didn't have any of the actual oh my like God. machinery to have it to talk, and the button wouldn't press down. The button was solid, so he just had this big bump on his shoe. And I remember having that as a kid, and his hands are like one is like slightly open, and one is almost slightly in a finger gun, like he's yes, holding so something. It is the, it's like the same um, molding, probably. Yeah, it's the same exact figure. Mine just did not have the ability to talk, even though it still had the the button and speaker and everything. And I remember I had Sonic Heroes on GameCube, and my friend had Sonic Heroes on uh, PS2. Oh, that was the was first struggling with release, it, wasn't I, it? Yeah, that was that was the first Sonic game on a on a uh, like the that released all at the same time on oh, different yeah. consoles. Oh my gosh! Um, 
but I remember my friend struggling. I I totally beat that game when I was a kid, like getting all the Chaos Emeralds and fighting uh, Neo Metal Sonic and stuff like that. Uh, and the whole fight with Neo Metal Sonic is why I loved that game so much because it was such a cool like bringing everything together. Oh yeah, and it's but, like um, it's so the aesthetic and like like feel of the environment is so like oh shit we're fighting like a yeah. big old guy like <laughs> it's it's so cool i still have a lot of fun with that game but um i remember my friend struggling with it on his, on ps2 trying to get all the chaos emeralds and he was like if you can beat this game for me i'll give you my chaos emerald toy that i have and i was like <laughs> you're on i'm, I'm doing i'm doing this and i did it and he gave me a green chaos emerald that i then would put in that sonic figure's hand for like all the time because i was like oh it's so cool this is my accomplishment (laughs) i think um i think you might have shown me like uh like a like a a picture of it you found on google or whatever of the of the sonic x variant i think the big difference was that the sonic adventure one had gigantic eyeballs yeah i saw uh another picture i think you might have posted one recently of it but um yeah like his eyes were enormous (laughs) definitely on something uh um yeah, so, uh, oh my god, sorry. So, uh, where was I before we went on 17 Tangents, which is kind of the point of a podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Like, if you expect order and, uh, like, conciseness I mean, in this, you're in the wrong place. The best way to describe a podcast is chaos control, so... <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I, I think I was just talking about, like, more recent uh, interactions with Sonic. Uh, Sonic Forces I got on the Switch, and that's that's just a blast. It, you know, it ups and downs, but it's a blast. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, and then the movie came out, and I love the movie. I saw it twice. I got to review it for Fanbyte. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I started, like, just really getting into Sonic and started following people who love Sonic more on Twitter, and I started interacting with, like, I don't want to say interacting with the fandom because that's a, I don't want to do that as much (laughs) as I'm saying I am. Uh, But I started like, you know, coming across more stuff and like kind of like went through this kind of uh, personality renaissance, which is too flowery of a term or too poetic of a term for just saying like, oh yeah, I realized I can like the stuff that I used to like (laughs) because I feel no shame because I'm a goddamn adult. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's when, like, Dragon Ball and Sonic came back into my life as, like, these giant, like, I really love these things, and I'm never gonna not love these things. <laughs> um, and I'm currently staring at what is, uh, a Christmas present for my fiancé, one of those, uh, cable guy things that holds, like, your phone or your controller, uh, like, uh, he's on one. my desk, uh, and holding my phone right now. <laughs> Right now on my desk, I'll take a picture of it and send it when this is done. I have the Smash Sonic Amiibo. I have the Sonic Nendoroid. And I have a piece of, um, what is it? Like, it's just a cup with Sonic classic Sonic's face on it. Because when I was a kid, my friend got me a set of glassware that had Sonic on it. Oh, hell yeah. So yeah, I've, I, I've, <laughs> it was funny. Like, I had them in a, in a, um, a wooden chest like for a long time because i was like i I don't know what to do with these i don't want to use them like while i'm home and then when we moved out here to los angeles in 2019 uh and i was getting going through stuff my mom was like don't forget these i'm like oh my god i completely would have forgotten those i'm 100 using them (laughs) yeah it's um i'm trying to remember all the other things too i have uh i have a very tiny sonic keychain 
of uh, his dying animation, like where he like spreads out oh. his legs and has like the O mouth. Uh, my brother <laughs> got me that from a blind box, uh, and it was getting messed up actually on my uh, keys and backpack, so I just put it on display now. Uh, and then oh. I also have I have the that old Sonic Adventure figure. I I just got the one that comes in a can from Funko. Uh, oh yeah, he's very cute. Uh, it is only like ten dollars. Like, oh, why not? Uh, and then I have the original Funko Pop of Sonic, which you know Funko Pops have their ups and downs, but like I will always accept them as a gift because they're a great gift. I think. Yeah. I just don't actively seek out the rare or like the wait in line or <laughs> online queues or anything like that. I have um, the three Funko Pops of Baby Metal, and I'm trying to find out like what I can do with them because they're apparently pretty expensive now, and you can sell them for good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, do I hold on to these or do I do it now? Yeah, the original <laughs> Sonic, the one where he has white eyes instead of like the white mm. uh, Cyclops eye and the two black dots, I have the original one that's just the white eyes, and apparently that one's oh. pretty uh, expensive as well. Um, oh. And then, yeah, I, I have a few... Uh, it's Funko Pop uh, <laughs> side note here. Uh, I have a few. I have the Cowboy Bebop ones, and then I have like uh, Deadpool and just like a few like, uh, oh, uh, Ash Williams from Evil Dead. So, like, I always accept his gifts. <laughs> weird, yeah, weird, like, weird I side have... note, but. <laughs> no, I, I have um, Stevani from Steven Universe. Oh, that's uh, a good one. It's the only figure of Stevani that exists. Um, and then I have two that I had custom made in 2016 of the two characters from my thesis film oh hell yeah that's awesome uh the um, yeah like i remind me of their names uh etra and marco yeah yeah, yeah. like i commissioned somebody on etsy and they did like they took different pieces from different um pop vinyls and combined them together but then also used like sculpting clay and painted them and stuff so like etra's head is some character from battlestar galactica and her body is a generic one where they custom like built a tunic around her. And then Marco is the head of Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock <laughs> on a Naruto body that's painted to look like Marco's clothes. That's that's pretty creative to be honest. <laughs> it was so cool. And like it, it like I, I gotta find who that artist was and like spread their work because they did such an incredible job with them. That's cool as hell. Um so uh what else i have one more sonic thing i'm trying to remember what it is uh what is it uh i guess that's all of it uh anyway i like sonic uh (laughs) i don't know if you know (laughs) this like an hour into this sonic podcast i love sonic (laughs) man (laughs) oh god i i um in December of 2019 and January 2020, I went to Japan for the first time, and my friend took me to Joypolis, which is the Sega indoor theme park on Odaiba. Um, and seeing all the Sonic stuff there, I just went totally ballistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I, money I mysteriously de- key- disappeared from your wallet. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I bought so much stuff over there, but I have a um, a keychain that was sold there. Of It's one of the keychains that they make of anime characters where it looks like they're dangling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have one of Sonic, and he's holding a ring that you're supposed to hook your keys onto, and he's just, like, looking up and smiling. And then... I bought. I was so mad that they did not have the the Sonic um, blue carry there. They had a green Resident Evil one, but they did not have the Sonic one, which uh, made me so mad. Damn. Well, but, um, uh, good I thing though, it because it turns your poop blue for like three days. Apparently, I still would have done it. <laughs> but um, 
Uh, I bought a tin of Sonic candy. Like, it was just wrapped up chocolates with, with Sonic on the tin. Okay. Um, that I still have. Yeah, so I another, probably one of my more uh, well-known pieces on Fanbyte is uh, an exhaustive list of every single Sonic food product I ever made. Which needs. I love that article, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's a 17 minute <laughs> read, and I do not apologize. <laughs> um, so, that, it actually does need some editing because I have been told by um, a few people that it's missing the Hidden Valley Ranch, and then a few things have come out since then. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the person who told me uh, was uh, there. There's two people on Instagram. I forget which one actually told me, but they're both very cool Sonic collectors. There's 90s Sonic collector and uh, hold on. I actually have to bring it up because they're very worth mentioning. They have a very cool collection. Um, one second here. Oh, Treasure Hunting Sonic and 90s Sonic collector. Um, and they, they informed me of a couple things. Then I started following them. Uh, anywho. So in that article, I when I get to Japan, there's like I, I literally had to just find like some old um, travel blog. Uh, picture of Joypolis and like zoom in as much as I could on this like Sonic uh, <laughs> area of the gift shop and just be like okay that's some kind of cookie clearly and then that's like I don't know a candy that's like a fizzy candy uh, and that was many late hours just looking at those photos <laughs> I'm, oh man I'm, I'm, I'm now sad I didn't know you at the time I would have taken a bunch of pictures for you oh damn <laughs> <laughs> I mean because like the 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 upstairs of Joypolis is supposed to be like a big carnival or like um, a big like, um, yeah, I guess carnival is the right word, but for Sonic and Friends. So that was where I have a picture of me standing next to a Sonic statue that was up there. Um, and then they've got like uh, different games with like knuckles and tails and stuff like that. Just all around the the upper floor of that oh, section. Man. I want to go so bad. Like uh, Chelsea and I would, that, that was our original honeymoon plan. And then the pandy oh. happened, uh, <laughs> so that can't happen. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, once things are back to no- back, I shouldn't say back to normal. I should say once things are safe again. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely would like to return at some point, but God knows when that'll be. Yeah, we like we we had like a plan for like a three week honeymoon there. Like, not like a plan, but like we what we wanted to do was like one week of like you know, cultural stuff, one week of touristy stuff, uh, and then one week of, like, uh, theme park stuff. Like, oh, yeah. So, like, it, I mean, it's sad that we can't go, but, like, yeah. Uh, so many cool things that I see, from, like, the products, yeah, that come out of there. Um, that's, God, that was, we talked a lot about our Sonic history, but that's exactly <laughs> what I wanted out of that section. Um, yeah. So, I guess, let's talk about, uh, I think, what is your favorite, like, Sonic like thing period like it, it can be like or you can you can dive into like each one like your game and then tv series and then you know so, um, so forth but like just what's your favorite sonic blank you know i yeah i always struggle with like favorite as in one for me it's much easier to do favorites yeah same um uh for games i would say um Probably Sonic Adventure 2, not in order. I'm just saying, like, Sonic Adventure 2, uh, still Sonic Heroes. I still love that game a lot. Um, Generations and Sonic 3 and Knuckles nice. are up there with my games, which I only played Sonic 3 and Knuckles for the first time late last year, so October, when I went back to New Jersey. But um, 
I like that was the one that I missed for the longest time. Like I had the Mega and Gems collections, but I never played. I didn't really play the classic games on there because I understood like they are way too hard for me to play as yeah. like a twelve. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I had that collection as well. <laughs> I um so like I played like Sonic R on there and like oh yeah one of the ones I had on Genesis as a kid was Sonic Spinball and that that game rules is too yeah. in my brain forever I I can never get past the first stage I have zero like knowledge about oh, yeah. what's past that. same but it's it's but, like um, a, it's such a cool looking and sounding game yeah Mike and I were just talking about that game earlier today um uh God like yeah I I absolutely loved playing three and knuckles for the first time and uh i'm noticing now that i'm playing a lot more retro games there's a lot of games that came out on limited hardware that feel like a bigger adventure than most triple a games right now yeah um like for an example real quick i played uh the final fantasy adventure which is the prequel to uh secret of mana i played that on the switch oh, and it came yeah. out on the original game boy and i absolutely like excuse me I absolutely fell in love with it. Like I completely adored that game. It felt like a really big journey. It got, it was very emotional. It got my heart a lot. And then I started playing secret of mana and could not get into it. So yeah, I have well, no idea. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you go. I ahead. was going to say, yeah, like a lot of, um, kind of, that was, was that N64? Oh, not N64. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, the SNES. Um, Secret of Mana was SNES, and then Final Fantasy Adventure was the original Game Boy. Okay, um, but yeah, like, the, that era of, uh, games definitely has, like, this, uh, a lot packed into it that I don't think people realize, especially, like, Game Boy and Game Boy fans. Yeah, like, playing, um, I played, uh, Link's Awakening for the first time right before the remake came out. Um, uh, I played the original on Game Boy Color, uh, and that was another story that just felt like... This is massive and feels way larger than a lot of games coming out today. And then I played the, the remake they did, and it felt like it was such a smaller scale, and I couldn't put down why. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the tilt um, shift, obviously, but I'm um, smaller scale. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah, like I love the design. I like that you just ignored me and kept going. <laughs> no, I I know what you meant. <laughs> no, no, but like you were right to ignore the terrible joke and keep moving. <laughs> It wasn't terrible. I'm just like, I don't know. My 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 brain will like analyze something and be like, you need to keep saying what you were saying. Oh, um, I mean, again, I, I think a funny yeah. intro for this uh, podcast would be like, hello, welcome to Sonic Podcast Adventure. We're both the hosts of ADHD and we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, sorry, I interrupted you. Go back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't apologize. You're good. Um, but yeah, like, uh playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles uh, for the first time, it felt massive. Um, like, I don't know. It, it was just, it was a really cool experience. Um, I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle when that came out. Totally fell in love with it. Um, that game is why Shadow was my favorite character for the longest time. Um, now it's Tails, because uh, I love that boy. Yeah. Um, That's uh, Chelsea's but, favorite, Oh, my God. Too. Uh, uh, uh Real quick uh, tangent. When I was a kid, my mom got me a wristwatch that had tails on it. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and on the back, it said, uh, uh, I believe it was water resistant. It was water resistant or, or waterproof, whichever one means don't get it wet. Uh, <laughs> and I did not know what it meant. Thus, I got it wet. 
thus it broke and my mom was like i ain't buying you another one uh, so, so it, i just like kept the it was probably those ones that are like you can wash your hands with it but you can't go swimming yes. with it no yeah i i went in the pool with it <laughs> it stopped working uh and my mom was like yeah i'm not getting you another one uh, uh dang. so i just kept the dead watch for the longest time um but yeah tails is my favorite character now uh heroes i mentioned i love because it I love them doing what they did with Metal Sonic, giving him like a personality and having him go totally rogue. I think Metal Sonic is a criminally underused character. For sure. And very he's happy the original IDW rival. Comics for sure. like, do a lo- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he's he's got a really cool personality that he's just a silent character, but he's got a lot behind him. Um the whole Everything they do with him in the IDW comics is great, but my favorite moment in probably the whole comic run so far is during the whole Metal Virus saga where he sees Sonic being, like, taken over by the virus, and he tries to get the virus himself, but because he's metal, he can't get it. And he just, like, there's this page where it's him dipping his finger in the metal virus and it just slides off and without any dialogue, it's just like his eyes sort of like glitch out for a second. And it's this wide panel of him just standing in the room alone, looking at his finger. Yeah. It's incredible. Like I love what they do with that character. Oh yeah. And I really, Sonic's villains are so cool. Um, I'm not a big fan of the deadly six, but Sonic's villains are really cool. I like the idea of him having a really big rogues gallery. Um, yeah, like, and I think it's just something that should be used more. I think that's something I, I I remember really liking about the Archie comics was that there's a lot of weird, like it's an even bigger cast of villains, especially when you include like Knuckles's villains, because like there's like old Echidna clan, and then like the evil Echidna clan, and then like the the evil like ninjas and stuff. Like there's, there's so much stuff that got made in those comics. Huh. That, like it, it's it's very sad that like they could not be used, and they just kind of disappeared into the uh lawsuit ether uh but like uh that's that's probably why like my nostalgia choice for my favorite thing uh is is like the the comics because i remember just like okay there's so much like weird post-apocalyptic uh like uh like nature the fighting technology but also like it, it twisted the sonic narrative of like environmentalism right into like okay we can live by side by side with technology but there is a point where it becomes like okay stop pushing it this far you know well yeah so that's what i did like that's what i remember really liking about the comics was that it had that bit of a twist um and uh uh you were you were continuing saying something uh oh no you're fine okay. um i i have like I had the first couple issues of the Archie comics, and then I had a, uh, an issue. I remember uh, I would get like random issues from the comic store because I rarely got a chance to go there, and then I would just pick up whatever issue was there. Um, so I had I remember having one issue that was called like Project Shadow, where the cover was totally black with Shadow just like reaching out towards the viewer. I think I had that um, one. And then the one that's burned in my head the most because I did not make a lick of sense of it as a kid is it's a cover where it's Sonic laying on the ground like he's injured and there's a girl, a blonde girl in a space suit like kneeling over him and like crying and reaching out to somebody off screen. I, I, I remember d- I having that, that issue one, as a kid. But I've seen it before. I think I know the exact yeah, one you're talking about. Yeah, I remember about. having... 
<laughs> I remember having that as a kid. And I remember drawing that cover as like just uh, uh, I went to an extracurricular art school um, when I was a kid that like taught me how to draw and stuff like that mm-hmm. because my parents like my parents sent me there. But like it was I would go there for a couple hours every Monday night and it would really teach me. And I went there from second grade until leaving to go to college. Uh, but most of the time I would just bring in an image and the teacher would sort of like show me step by step how to draw it. Oh. Uh, and I remember that cover and wanting to draw it, but like not understanding why, why is this like, because it, it was an issue that was in the middle of a run. So I had no context. So I was like, who's this girl? Why is she crying? Why, <laughs> why is Sonic hurt? I don't understand this. Um, yeah, I had, I had like, that was all the experience I had with the with the Archie comics, like, and those characters. So I don't really understand anything about like Princess Sally and Antoine and Rotor and characters like that. They're just they're they're a completely different subsect of Sonic that I am totally unfamiliar with. Well, well, um, I will get you to read some of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I would love to read those. I would absolutely love to read those. Um, um especially seeing the covers, the the one Game Grumps episode oh, they yeah. did where they looked at the Sonic covers in the Mega or Gems collection. I adore that video because it's there's no context behind it and all of the Ken Penders drawings. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I, I gotta get into this. And like <laughs> like I don't want to get too deep into it, but the Ken Pender stuff is like the guy just like couldn't draw but had whole lot of spirit going into whatever he was drawing (laughs) (laughs) um oh my god i i have not mentioned what's probably what i i wouldn't say definitively probably my favorite piece of sonic media period might be sonic media adventures oh yeah i i like i've been a big fan of tyson hess for a long time (laughs) can i just say Um, tyson hess is my favorite sonic thing (laughs) oh yeah i mean same pretty much the man tyson Um, (laughs) <laughs> um i i remember in like middle school or early high school my friend aj introducing me to boxer hockey tyson's webcomic and i adored boxer hockey and followed it for the longest time and followed tyson for the longest time and saw like sonic's big fat adventure <laughs> and leading to him to doing covers for id or for uh, archie and then doing pencils for archie um and i've just been a he's been him and another artist named uh yuko oda have been the biggest influences for my art and like i i had times where like in college trying to find my style i would just study their books over and over and understand like oh this is their style i would like to draw like that let me try drawing a couple things in that style and then it just sort of all mishmashed together and it's still like fluctuating with whatever my art style is right now but tyson and yuko oda oh, are yeah i love influences. Um, i love uh johnny wander and especially lucky penny i got really into that series oh yeah um, like i i adore barbarous yeah uh, yuko oda has like this really like good sense of making up her own like exaggerated emotions uh or, mm-hmm. or expressions not emotions uh expressions because like every time she like i see like a like an anime ish one it's not like anything i've seen before yeah, I I went to a talk they did at a Kinokuniya in um, New York City and asked Yuko what like her biggest art influence was, 
And she said it was the manga uh, Ran and the Grey World, which just finished getting a translation from Viz Media last year. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, I, I adore that manga. It's like a seven-volume manga about a little girl whose mom is like the strongest witch and like the defender of the planet. Oh. And the girl wants nothing more. Yeah, the girl wants nothing more than to be like her mom. So when she puts on her mom's sneakers, she grows up um into a woman and like tries to be like her mom uh it's so good and the art is unbelievably beautiful like it's up there with uh witch hat atelier for like how detailed and gorgeous it is <laughs> it sounds so cool and, like that style i i'm i'm heartbroken and i can't remember who the exact artist and writer was but that style it's all over Yuko style. So reading that, I was like, I okay, I check that out. <laughs> see like where this it's, it's a great manga. I absolutely love it. Um, and I remember Tyson saying one of his biggest influences was one piece, which now that I'm reading one piece, I completely see that, especially in diesel. I was going to say yeah, diesel. Um, yeah, but, uh, God, I, I, I have been following Tyson for the longest time. So when the Sonic mania trailer came out, I was like, Oh my God, like he got to work on a Sonic game. He got to do animation for it. This is incredible. And like I downloaded the video and went frame by frame through it hundreds of times, <laughs> just analyzing like how Sonic moves. Cause I have, even though I'm an animator and I love Sonic, I've yet to animate Sonic myself. And sacred ground. Like, being a fan, <laughs> yeah, being a fan of, um, of uh, uh, the OVA as a kid and loving the CD um, intro animation. And then looking at this intro, I was like, this this is how, if I ever animated Sonic, this is exactly how I would like to do it. So just like studying frame by frame, like how, like how soon does he have Sonic go into his figure eight? How does he animate Sonic running? Because frankly, like I have never been a really big fan of Sonic doing the, uh, the quote unquote Naruto run with his arms behind his back. But I get that in a 3D sense. Yeah because um, his giant gloves I like Sonic, too like, like just like those things flapping as he's doing like a regular <laughs> run would just be the worst image <laughs> yeah like i i i don't know um there's very specific ways i like to see um sonic the animated which unfortunately became one of my uh most viral tweets recently that i'm not happy about <laughs> but uh that's beside the point um but like I remember going frame by frame studying uh, how he animated the characters, and I adore how much he loves Knuckles, and like the way he writes Knuckles is the funniest <laughs> in thing. In Many Adventures, when um, he hugs the uh, Emerald, trying to protect. It. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I have the uh, the physical copies of the two Sonic Mega Drive um, comics that he did. Oh yeah, because. Like, I am heartbroken that the Archie series got canceled before um, he got to do the third issue. Yeah. Um, But, like, I have those, and I'm going to keep them for the rest of my life just because I love flipping through them and seeing how expressive he is. Um, Two of my favorite things that Tyson does with Knuckles throughout every single thing that he works on is Knuckles' imagination is done in very scribbly doodles every time he's involved (laughs) with something. Because he's a a himbo, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> there's a um yeah i guess he is he's he's the himbo of uh of sonic i guess yeah especially boom yeah um <laughs> but i love that and then i also love his one of his biggest running jokes with knuckles throughout every piece of media he's worked on is knuckles popping up at the last minute to do an uppercut 
<laughs> oh yeah. Um, like he does that in um in uh Mega Drive when Metal Sonic is going after um Sonic, and Knuckles just pops up out of nowhere and just bashes Metal Sonic right in the jaw and knocks him away. He does it. it he does the same exact thing in Mania Adventures where Metal Sonic is charging after him, and yeah. Knuckles just jumps in and punches him out of the room. <laughs> um, he does it a lot, and I absolutely love it. Uh, but Mania Adventures is maybe my favorite piece of Sonic Media, period, just because how gorgeously animated it is, how much fun the characters are, how colorful it is um the fact that they could tell a whole six-part story without any dialogue everybody gets a moment to shine um i just i completely adore that animation it's it's i understand why they would never do a full series of it but it made me want so much more hell yeah um I <laughs> this is already like I think going like two hours just because I keep remembering things. But also my experience at the Sonic OVA, you said you got your mom to get the DVD of it. Yes, uh, I used to go to a Suncoast at my local mall. I don't know if they had those on the uh, the East Coast. No, I'm not familiar with it. Um, Suncoast was like a video store, but also they had like mer- uh, a few pieces of merch and stuff like that. Uh, and I you know, looking for more Sonic stuff because, like, I had watched all the videos at Blockbuster. I went up to the person working. It's like, excuse me, do you have Sonic stuff? And then they looked through their catalog and like, yeah, actually, we have at one of our other stores the OV. The it just it was just called Sonic That Dog the movie, obviously. Uh, yeah. And I asked them to order it, and I waited like three weeks, which is the longest three weeks of my life as a child. <laughs> uh, and I went back and I got it, and it was a white VHS in like a cardboard case with that um well with with the cover that you know of it when it's labeled Sonic the Hedgehog the movie uh and I watched yeah. the shit out of that that was, I love that <laughs> I love that OVA and I love the weird Texas dub voices and you can hear slight accents in every voice actor and like those <laughs> all of the voices in that OVA are my favorite voices for the classic characters like um like, I know Knuckles was in a couple episodes of um, uh, Underground. Um, I I adore Tails' voice sounding like a kid with a stuffy nose. Cause yeah. I always, as I like Tails, um, like, uh, I understand them having him sound like Ash Ketchum, where it's just like, it's a woman uh, doing a kid's voice. Col- Colleen O'Shennessy, I think. I, I, yeah, I met her once. Uh, Colleen, um, who voiced, oh man, who voiced Tails in X? Um, uh, but like those voices, I get it. But my favorite tales voice is always when he actually sounds like a kid. Like I adore as, as cringy as people think it is, I adore his voices. Yeah. Adventure and even, um, heroes. Yeah. It was Um, an actual little kid. And I think the first time it was a kid. And then the second time it was that kid's little brother. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in adventure two. And then in heroes, it was another kid. Um, but I, I like when Tails sounds like an actual kid. Um, and I love classic Sonic in the OVA. Um, again, sounding like he has a stuffy nose, sounding very <laughs> smart alecky. Yeah. Uh, Jaleel White was never, because I said I never grew up with those cartoons, so Jaleel White was never classic Sonic for me. It was always Martin Burke in the OVA. Yeah. Um, he's, he's so good. Jaleel White, like, is, I love his interpretation, um, just out of nostalgia, 
Um, and I think one thing that always sticks with me is like he definitely nailed like uh, a kid with too much confidence as the character. Yes, like way past cool and stuff like that. Like a kid who <laughs> a kid who thinks what what he's saying is the coolest thing ever, but he sounds like Poochie mm-hmm. from The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, but like he's Roy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, let me focus in on my favorite Sonic stuff so we don't keep going on tangents. Uh, oh, you're good. Um, so favorite game is, I think, um, the day mis- just the day missions and Unleashed because, my God, like, oh, I, the, my favorite thing, and I, I, it's been a while since I played Generations, so maybe it has exactly the polished version of this, but what I love about Unleashed is that it didn't focus on, okay, you don't need to actually go fast because that makes the game hard to play and hard to control. What you need to do is feel fast. And that game makes you feel fast in those day levels. Uh, yeah. With like the with the the ability to uh, press the bumpers to go side to side and the drifting thing where he puts his hand on the ground uh, to turn because he's going so fast he can't turn any other way. Uh, and all that stuff was like really great little bits that just like, okay, you're putting a bit of racing game in this where you're not actually going that fast, but you feel like you're going 100 miles an hour. I I swear I remember seeing an article that people actually calculated how fast he is when he goes his fastest in that game. Let me see if I can find. Uh, it I think quick. it was a YouTube video. Um, well, there, there, there's probably been a couple of things like that, but uh, yeah. So that's my favorite like a piece of game, and I, I also love Sonic Forces. I I could probably like throw in a level of that if I ever needed to like play a Sonic game after not playing one for a while. Um, <laughs> and uh, Sonic Adventure Two is also a favorite just because of like. The story and the vibe and the cinematicness of it all and the introduction of uh, Shadow and all the music and stuff like that. That's all very embedded in my brain as something I love so much, especially that first level. Um, how do you beat like City Escape as the first level of any other game? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, like, even if the rest of the game plays that crap after that, like, there's no better first level to be like, hey, kids, this is what the fucking game is than City Escape. <laughs> Um, and then let's see, uh, I love the IDW comics. That's probably my favorite current Sonic thing is the IDW comics. Uh, and I love the movie. Uh, and I think just, I love the character more than I love, uh, the media. I think cause I love this idea of like this guy who is like, he's fast and he's kind of just like a, a free spirit, but he's never not going to help somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think I love those simple shonen type characters or like they definitely want to do what they want to do, but that doesn't mean they're an asshole and that they're not going to stop and help somebody. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's that's <laughs> that's all my favorite Sonic stuff. Uh, I think like a really good way to describe Sonic as a character, which you mentioned like shonen characters like Goku mm-hmm. or um, uh, Luffy or other characters like that. I remember um uh on some episode of a i i think it was a geek and sundry show um talison jaffe saying that there's usually two character types um there's usually like an iron man who is changed by the world around him and his circumstances and a captain america who doesn't change himself but he's the one who changes the people around him yes because he's so like steadfast in his beliefs it's uh, is absolutely a positive flat character arc it's called Yes. Uh, and I, I know this from the Totally Not Mark videos about Goku, uh, which by extension talks about all <laughs> other shonen protagonists um, that like they are there. They are not 
to be changed by the world. They are there to change the world. And then like the Frieza type is the opposite of that. And like, yeah, uh, those videos are great. Uh, totally Mark, not Mark has like changed my perspective on how to write characters. Yeah. I've seen a couple of his videos and really like them. Um, yeah. So, uh, before we want to talk about what we have planned for our first couple episodes, uh, do you want to talk about some Sonic news? Uh, I didn't put this in our episode note sheet, but there is some news right around the time we're recording this. I think I know what you're talking about, but uh, yeah, yeah, please. Oh, um, yeah, so first, A, there's a bit of rumor that in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, Jason Momoa is going to play Knuckles, which please give me that. <laughs> I need, yeah, like, I, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, I'm very sad whenever a, um, big budget animated movie uses celebrity voice actors instead of actual voice actors. Um, I mean, they always, they usually put in a good performance. Like I adore John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph. Oh yeah. Um, the whole Shrek cast is fantastic. Um, but I wish that more voice actors would get a chance, which is why I was so happy when Colleen appears as Tails at the end of the first movie, which like... If you had to cast any celebrity for Knuckles, Jason Momoa is excellent. Literally but the I'm best also choice. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I know people were theorizing the rock, but I feel like that would be too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Jason Momoa is an excellent choice. And <laughs> Mike and I have talked about before. Um, one of our, one of our dream fan casts for Knuckles was Lakeith Stanfield, either as Knuckles or shadow. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, remind me. Have you seen um, uh, Get Out? Oh, the uh, he's the guy wearing the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the picture of him and then knives out. Yeah, yeah. and he, yeah, he also played uh, L in the American Netflix Death Note. Oh, he'd be a great Shadow. (laughs) Yeah, he'd be excellent as Shadow. Um, which I don't know if they ever get to that point. Um, but yeah, like I, I do wish that more animated movies would actually use voice actors. But if you're gonna choose a celebrity as Knuckles, Jason Momoa is. Perfect. He knows how to play dumb and strong, but not cartoonishly dumb. It's like fun dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, there's that. Uh, two, uh, a Netflix series was announced with Man of Action producing. And was it Wild Brain Studios in Vancouver? Yes. Uh, are making a Sonic uh, Netflix series that's like basically into the Spider-Verse, but with Sonic, different versions of Sonic, which I'm so excited for. I hope they like get a wide cast of old Sonic voice actors for that. Um, yeah, they. Um, it's called Sonic Prime, and I saw one of the head writers confirmed that it will be like in the game's canon. It's not going to be its own story. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, they can, they like somebody at, I forget who the writer was, unfortunately, was but it I remember Duncan? seeing it on like, uh, from, I, I, I don't remember to be honest. Uh, I, I've um, I remember the band seeing of action like, guys before. That's why. So, oh, okay. Okay. Wow. You did. Yeah. I, what? Uh, I wrote an episode of Ben 10 actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I didn't know you didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. I, I wrote an episode of Ben 10 right and then hell. I wrote, uh, two episodes of power players. Uh, I did the story outline for those. Uh, Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, my episode is called Zingo Nation. Uh, and, uh, oh my God, I can't believe I am blanking on the storyboard. It's uh, Kelly Turnbull <laughs> was one of them. Uh, and I cannot remember the other one. Okay. But uh, yeah, they were the storyboard I saw on that, that. And that was a lot of fun. I, oh, that's rad. I, 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 I was hoping to write for Sonic the series, but uh, no dice. Uh, <laughs> oh, trust me, as a character designer or animator, 
my dream is to work on a Sonic project, which I know a lot of uh, the IDW artists, um, our mutuals will be on Twitter. I would like to do a cover. I am very not uh, conspicuous about that. <laughs> wink, um, wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, boy, I sound like an asshole saying that, but, oh, like, oh, man. Put your work, dreams out there. Sonic has been my dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but, so, uh, uh, I was going to say, and then... Did you want to say anything more about Sonic Prime or? Um, what was it? They, yeah, they confirmed that it's going to be in the game's canon and uh, uh, tangentially related to that was Roger Craig Smith yeah. leaving the role of Sonic. I, I wonder if um, he's done the also, voices for it already and that means that's his last thing. I don't know because they said it'll be coming out next year. But, but I, voices I also are done first that, usually. So yeah, yeah. but I, I also saw Colleen said she's not voicing Tails in the series. Hmm. And um, Cindy Robinson, who's been voicing Amy for the past decade, said she's leaving with her. Uh, what did she say? She's leaving with her great compatriots or something like that. So interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if Colleen's going to continue voicing Tails in the games, uh, but it seems like Cindy and Roger are out. Uh, so. Well, uh, we'll see where it takes us. I, I, I would absolutely be happy with Ben Schwartz taking over because I think he does a phenomenal job uh, as Same. Sonic and I'm has an incredible seeing... range. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Ben Schwartz and I absolutely adored him playing Sonic in the movie. I thought he was like, if you're going to, again, if you're going to cast any celebrity, he's the perfect choice. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I also saw people theorizing that they're going to, like, I saw two theories that because uh, Prime is being made in Vancouver, that they were going to switch to a Canadian cast, which I don't um, know about that because they maybe that pretty much for anti-union stuff, I guess, which it would be a bummer if that's the case. Yeah, I um, but I'm also seeing people theorizing that they're going to switch to um because uh, the the games have been mainly recorded in Los Angeles with Mike Pollock, uh, who voices Eggman, recording in New York City. I know they're keeping Mike. He's confirmed that he's staying on. Hmm. Um, uh, but I don't know if they're. I saw people theorizing that they're going to switch to like the newer generation of Los Angeles voice actors, so like Max Middleman and uh, Xander Mobus, and uh, pretty much the Persona and Bucksnacks cast. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and like, cause I saw, I saw like a year ago, somebody posted a video where they were like, if they ever recast Sonic, it should be Max Middleman. And they posted like a video of, uh, Max doing different recordings as like Ryuji and Persona 5 yeah. and different characters. And he has a very good, like cool laid back guy voice. That's very Sonic. Cool teen. Um, yeah. Uh, which I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, but, uh, God, this is what, like the third or fourth recasting of Sonic I've been through? Well, yeah. So it's it's literally but nothing to it me. It <laughs> does tend to happen with every new animated series. It, it, it literally yeah. happened with Sonic X, uh, and then it happened with Sonic Boom, and now again, they're putting out a TV series, and it's going to be the introduction of the new cast, so that when the games have the same cast, it's all it all lines up. Yeah, it's I, I tweeted this before, but it's very interesting that it's the 30th anniversary this year and we're supposed to be getting games. They said like with a plural on it, um, for the anniversary, whether this year or next year. Uh, and it's very bizarre being at a point where I'm like, I have no idea what this character who's been in my whole life is going to sound like next time I hear. Him. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and no idea if there's what game direction they're going with. Um, 
Yeah. Which uh, is something I want to talk about. But first, let's talk about the final piece of news is that the second movie has a confirmed release date, which was, what was it? Uh, April 2020. Yeah, April 8th, 2022, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, so about a year from now, uh, which I'm excited for. I love that logo. Uh, I, I, I really do love the, the Sonic spikes in the sea. I love that from the first movie. And then just putting the tails mm-hmm. at the end of the two is just like, it's so simple and it's it, perfectly effective. The remix of Emerald Hill Zone, I played that video over and over. I have to say probably 50 times the day <laughs> it came out just because I was like, I I understand that it's very hard to get um, uh, licensing for the songs from the first two Sonic games because they were made by Dreams Come True, They were, mm. which is a like a Showa-era J-pop band. Um, they were not made by a composer. So the band has the rights to the song, ah. not Sega. So anytime they have to include a song from those first two games, they have to get the rights from Dreams Come True. And I understand maybe Paramount didn't have the money for that. Maybe they just weren't interested in getting those songs. So in the movie, Green Hill Zone only appears. It's the John Batiste uh, uh, piano version. Which I actually um, really like. In it. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. I really like it. I like hearing that. But the fact that they're playing Emerald Hill Zone in just the logo reveal means that I hope or I hope it means that they got the rights to more of the music. Hell yeah. Um, which speaking of which real quick, somebody made a video. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, God, I sound like Jay Leno. Um, <laughs> Have you seen this? Uh, Have you heard of this? <laughs> yeah. You, you see this? You hear about this? Um, uh, Robotnik's um, theme in the movie is a slowed down version of his theme from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh wait, I'm trying to remember what it is from the from that. Uh, it's like a slowed down orchestral version. Um, I'll send a video to you once it's done. Hell yeah! Or once we're done recording. Um, um, but it's really cool. I hope they get Crush Forty for the the sequel. They have to at least have one song in there. Um, I, I, I do like the playlist they had uh, secretly hidden in the yes. first movie. <laughs> I, I almost worry that it's almost too early for Crush 40. I would love to have a Crush 40 song during the climax of whatever whatever this movie's going to be. But um, I'm seeing people theorizing that, yeah, Sonic 1 is already out. We already know that. Um, Sonic 2 will be the introduction of Tails and Knuckles as a villain. And then 3, or possibly Metal Sonic, because the movie ends with Robotnik having uh, one of Sonic's quills and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of machinery on his back yeah. so he could easily create Metal Sonic. Um, and then three would be Knuckles joining as a good guy and possibly like the rest of Sonic three and Knuckles. Interesting. Um, they are. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, I wouldn't hate that. Um, and also because like the echidnas like are literally hunting Sonic in the opening of the first one. So like yeah. that makes sense. For Which him. gives, yeah, it gives Knuckle Knuckles. I called him Knuckle. What the heck? <laughs> uh, it gives Knuckles a reason to already that's, be antagonistic. That's his, his, uh, oh, please, Knuckle was my father. I'm Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, what was I going to say though? Uh, yeah, I want Big the Cat in the movies. You want Big the Cat? Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I want him to just be uh, just a, a big old fat cat like that somebody owns. I don't need him to talk. I just want him to be like, "Yep, his name's Big." It's like, what? Your cat's name is Big. I. I think I think Big gets too much hate. I really like him as a character. No, no I do too. But I also think it'd be completely <laughs> hilarious if somebody was just like, "Look, we cannot write him into this movie. We're just gonna make him a fat cat." 
<laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, Donut Lord gets a cat in the next movie. Yeah, exactly. I like that. <laughs> um, and of course, he gets into the Kool-Aid powder that turns him purple. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I i think one of the things i obsess the most about is like how like late 90s early 2000s hollywood did adaptations and it's always with this oh, sense yeah. of like irony and just like here's a nod because we can't put the real thing in there because it's too cheesy uh even though it was the 90s uh or the early 2000s um but uh yeah tangent number 35 of the uh podcast uh <laughs> So, uh, yeah. I feel like that's counting too low. I mean, <laughs> number 335, for, forgive me. Uh, so, um, yeah, so that's all the news I think that's come out around this time. Uh, now, what we have... Uh, uh, there's one There's one last thing, which was... Um, uh, I saw, I think, Sonic uh, Channel or Tails Channel tweeting about it, was a couple posters for the 30th anniversary um, promotion were put on eBay and have been confirmed to be real um, where it's really interesting. They, they, it's a, it's a whole bunch of posters where the tagline they're doing for the anniversary is unstoppable for generations. Oh, and the posters have classic Sonic. They have CG modern Sonic, and then they have Uekawa's 2d modern Sonic. That's in like the, like, Sonic oh. advanced manuals and stuff like that. Those are the three they're using the marketing. They're not using Boom. Interesting. I w- which is really like. I wonder if they're doing a, another it's, crossover and like it's going to be like a, again more Spider Verse type stuff to tie into the Prime game. Maybe who knows? I don't know. It's really interesting. Like there's one poster where it's a Uekawa drawn Sonic in the middle. And then classic Sonic to the left and modern Sonic in CG to the right. And it says unstoppable for gen- for generations. And it's really weird that they're having it be like they're treating Uekawa's 2D Sonic as a different one. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean, they might as well have thrown the Satoshi Okino one and the uh, Sad AM <laughs> one and uh, the American box art one and the Sonic the comic one and the... <laughs> Like, yeah, like, I understand that Boom wasn't a success and the show is done. They're not making any more games. But it's still a part of Sonic history that I feel should be included yeah, and if you're going to be doing a 30th anniversary of the whole thing franchise. I, I actually, uh, I really do love the designs from Boom. Y- you know, turned down the athletic tape a little bit. But, man, they had, I, they yeah. had like, each design had a thesis. And they, they made something really cool out of it. And I think... Clearly somebody went in and it's like, no, more athletic tape. Like, they're adventurers in this. <laughs> and they all have, like, this little bit of, like, okay, Sonic uh, is running through, like, uh, more uh, rough terrain. So he needs, a, like, his shoes are probably falling apart more. So the tape makes sense kind of there, right? And then the bandana yeah. is like, okay, he's an adventurer. It, it may not actually do anything and it may not actually be used to keep dust out of his mouth. But, like, it, it says clear and straight that, like, okay, Sonic, adventurer, bandana stuff like that but uh yeah it's a it's a nathan drake call out yeah um and i'll talk about this more when we do a sonic boom episode but yeah like there's so much potential in those games that unfortunately did not Mm -hmm. uh get met um but yeah so uh who knows what the 30th anniversary is going to bring i I hope we have something really cool to talk about when that happens yeah um yeah i mean hopefully um um it it 
it sort of unnerves me that June is fast approaching and we still have no idea what the next game is going to be. But that also makes me hope that they're taking their time on it. Yes. Which if they don't meet the anniversary, whether like it's by the end of this year, if they got to delay it to next year, 100% OK with that. Well, all like, they need to do I, on the anniversary is an complain. announcement, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> do another um, live stream where there's a really loud buzzing throughout the whole <laughs> well, thing. Yeah, because like... Uh, if there is a, a a singular fault you could put on all Sonic games is uh, varying quality. It's that they clearly had hard deadlines and nobody was ever uh, ever put up the idea that like, hey, no, let's delay this and give them the time. And at the very least, it doesn't seem like there was crunch because clearly the games are like half finished sometimes. Uh, so at yeah. least they didn't work them to their, you know, to death, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like that is, would be the best announcement would just be to hear we're taking our time with this game. And that, that does kind of mm-hmm. lead me into like what we want to see from Sonic going forward. It's just like to, to make it not another, you know, 20 minutes of conversation, which as much as I love talking to you about Sonic, we do need to make this episode <laughs> end at some point. Um, yeah, uh, I think people understand like it's an intro. We, we got a lot to get out. Yeah. So, uh, the, the the one question I will ask about what we want to see from Sonic is what is your dream announcement for the 30th anniversary? Oh man. Like I know what I want to see. Um, but it's almost like, be careful what you wish for. Um, I it's, it's interesting. Like, um, I I've seen people talk about like, Oh, I would love a remake of Sonic adventure and Sonic adventure two. Uh, I never want a remake of a Sonic game because I will always like a new experience over an experience that I've already had because I've played the adventure games dozens of times over the past 20 years. I've played them so much. I have them memorized in and out. Like I know what happens in those. And I want to see they're new fairly stories. like accessible. If you have a gaming PC or an Xbox uh, or something like yeah. that, so, wait, which um, eventually, cause I have to get a better streaming set, but Ch- uh, Chelsea and I are building a PC and one of the first games I'm definitely going to buy is the the Sonic Adventures on Steam. And I think I have one of them that was gifted to me a long time ago when I didn't have a PC. So uh, eventually oh, I will nice. be playing those on stream and you are absolutely the guest on that. Hell yeah, I am very excited about that. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't want any remakes. I would like a port. Ports yeah, a port would thrown, be nice. Yeah, thrown on Switch. Um, I, I... I'm shocked that Sega has not done a Sonic Emerald collection yet, considering they did Sonic Mega and Sonic Gems. I'm like, Sonic Emerald collection is right there. How are you not doing it? Yeah, that it? could probably have like um, all the 3D games on it exactly, pretty easily. Exactly. That's even a Switch could probably handle that many games on one cartridge. Honestly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and, like, and if they if I, they clean I up wish... a few rough edges, that'd be great. But they don't need to, honestly. Put um if you're gonna put Sonic Adventure one on there, put the Dreamcast version and not DX. Yes. Even though I know that's obviously not what would happen. That's all I played. I but played I, I heard that the original is a far better experience. Yeah, it's it's really cool. 
um, and nowhere near as buggy. The only reason people think that game is so buggy is because the DX version was very buggy, and then the PC port of the DX version was even buggier, and that's the version they ported to every other console. Yeah. They've never fixed it, and it just gets worse with every port. So, like, <laughs> we're going to port that game, do the Dreamcast version, because also I think the character models are massively better in the Dreamcast version. Yeah, and, like, the lighting, um, it, they, they did that thing that a lot of, like, HD re, uh, re-releases do where it's like they wash out the colors because they originally made for like mm-hmm. an old TV, you know? Yeah, I like, man, I, I don't know what my dream would be like uh, a character that I would like to see more of is infinite because like I Liam O'Brien is one of my favorite voice actors ever. Um, and I absolutely adored how he played infinite. Um, and I think, again, Infinite, I think, is a cool character with a lot of potential because um, the idea of illusions, it, like a, a, a Sonic character having an ability that's not like physical, but more mental is really interesting. Yeah, it, um, it does kind of like, like fight against the physicality of Sonic. Like he's I mean, for lack of a better term, Sonic's a really good athlete, you know, like uh, yeah. so having physicality <laughs> fight something that literally is not there is such a good uh, contrast. Yeah, like Metal Sonic is just as fast as Sonic and he's more durable. Um not adorable but durable. Um <laughs> Was that the Jersey accent uh, coming out? <laughs> probably. I don't know. My Jersey accent comes out when I say water. So there you go. Um uh I had to learn how to say water instead of water. That's uh, okay. My my, um, my dad's from uh from Kearney, Jersey, so I I I hear it from now uh, now and then. <laughs> Um, I have more of like a South Jersey, Philadelphia accent that comes out. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, like Sonic's villains have always been very physical. Um, and even his friends, like their abilities, like tails flies, knuckles punches, um, uh, shadow is as fast as Sonic. Uh, but there hasn't been really a character who can sort of do magic in a sense. Um, kind of, like uh, Scarlet Witch them a little bit, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, I like that. I like the... I I absolutely adore Infinite's theme song. I love how edgy he is, but for, like... He's a character who I understand what they're trying to do with his origin story, where he was, like, the greatest mercenary in the world, and Shadow completely kicked his ass, and he's, like, his whole idea of who he is and how the world is around him completely falls apart and it just makes him go completely crazy i like that but like i feel like you could have done a little bit more um like uh i know ian flynn said that sega would not let him use infinite in the idw comics which makes me think like do they have a plan for him going forward because like maybe they they Maybe he's in Prime, um, like, by... Maybe he can rip holes in reality or something like that. I'd like that. Um, I, like... I don't know. They, they they bring back... Well, it's also very cool having a Sonic villain who doesn't become his friend. Yes. The, the uh, um, Shonen villain uh, <laughs> syndrome. Yeah. That happens a lot, and I'm totally fine with that. Um, because but he's I like a positive the idea, force like on I the said. world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh... uh it's really cool having Sonic have a rogues gallery, which as much as I don't like the Deadly Six, at least they're like characters with different abilities than mm-hmm. building robots. Well, the robot controlling um, thing is very uh, interesting in the yes. comics. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Like, I, I adore how um, Ian Flynn used them in the Metal Virus mm-hmm. in the IDW comics. Exactly. That was a fantastic use of them and actually made them threatening. Um, but, like, I think Infinite is a character with a lot of potential um, that I would like to see them use in whatever the next Sonic game is. Um, I would like to see his character or his friends become important again because ever since Colors, it's mainly just been Tails. Um, Sonic's friends, I know a lot of people complain that Sonic has too many friends and it's really hard to keep track of them. I have never thought that once because I love stories with a big cast like Full Metal Alchemist and Avatar and stuff like that. I love a really big cast of characters that are all unique. um, And they juggle it well in Sonic Heroes. They juggle that yeah, like multiple like, character thing going on really well. Like they're all after the same any enemy, but they start from like corners of the world, you know. Yeah, and it helps that they're all in teams, so you can sort of get like the idea of what their dynamic is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me really sad that ever since Colors, they've been like, let's downplay his friends and have them more in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna focus on Sonic and Tails, which I get that they were trying to sort of go back to. Um, classic sonic where it was pretty much just sonic and tails yeah but his friends i i like silver i really like silver like even silver is sonic basically trunks included. like future trunks yeah and yeah, i love him for that which i i have an extreme soft spot for characters who like time travel back to the past and try to save stuff like trunks is my favorite character yeah. in all of dragon ball hell yeah um i yeah i really like silver um i like blaze uh i I, I again, I Shadow was my favorite character for the longest time, and I wish that they handled his uh, personality a little. I mean, bit now better, he's just an I'll, edgy I'll, teen, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unfortunate because like revisiting his story arc in um, uh, Shadow, or I'm sorry, not in Shadow. That's exactly the opposite of what I meant. Um, in Sonic Adventure Two and Heroes, he has a little bit of a story arc where like. He has been locked away for 50 years and he gets revived and he misinterprets like what his goal is. And when he remembers the one person who ever treated him like a person, he's like, no, like she gave me a reason to exist and I want to live my life to fulfill that. And then gets amnesia and heroes. And there's the one moment in heroes where I think it's when the uh, you're playing as Team Dark and the Egg Fleet level starts, where Shadow's like, "I don't care if I don't remember my past. I know what my I know who I am as a person. Like after everything I've been through with Rouge and Omega, I know who I am, and I don't care if my memories never come back to me." And I'm like, "There it is. Yeah, that's the end of his arc. You don't need to do anything else." It's like Dragon that's Ball it. Super rehashing um, Vegeta stuff a little bit, you know? Like it's <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I would like to see Shadow treated with, um, a little bit better of a personality than he's had since Shadow the Hedgehog. Um, but on the other hand, I also love the way he is interpreted in the Sonic Twitter takeovers. Oh, yeah. Um, he's very fun in those. I listen to those a lot and I'm like, man, I want to animate a bunch of these, which maybe I will one day. Um, uh... I know so many people want Sonic Adventure 3, but Sonic 06 was Sonic Adventure 3. I don't care who says it. Um, yeah. Uh, like, it was Sonic Adventure 3 and everything but name. Yeah, basically. Um, and even Sonic Unleashed in other territories was called Sonic World Adventure, so we sort of technically already have a Sonic Adventure 4. Yeah, um, yeah I wouldn't mind seeing another adventure-themed game, but as long as they bring something new to the table when they do it, because I... <laughs> 
hate the shooting stages in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, my God. I really yeah. don't like those. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Bring back big. You have better controls now. Like, fishing games exist. Yeah. You can you can do better things with I, that. I think, I too, like, I, like it, it, being a kid with ADHD, having Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 be these, like, uh, okay, you're bored, you're bored of speed, here's a fishing game. You're bored of the fishing game, here's uh, a robot shooting game. You know, you're bored yeah. of that, here's a treasure hunting game. Like, okay this is wild i like this uh and then like uh once you finish a new one you'd go back to a, a totally different style that's like really engaging there's something really engaging about that yeah like uh just the 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 variety and mm-hmm. uh how each of his friends get exactly the same amount of attention that he does um is very fun like i I guess just to sum it up, my dream for a 30th announcement would be a game that like respects the character arcs that were started in the adventure games um, that, uh, I don't know, brings back infinite. Like I said, I would love infinite um, and does something new and interesting instead of the same stuff that we've experienced before. Yeah, uh, I think exactly the same thing where it's like they're not trying to recapture any kind of magic or anything like that. Because that's what a lot of the releases after Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 felt like. We're like, uh, okay, let's try this again, except here's this twist. And they were trying twists instead of new things, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I'm going to go a bit uh, more, uh, I guess, um, uh, de- detailed and deeper. That makes it sound like you didn't uh, do those things. What I'm trying oh, no, to say. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Uh, I have a very specific, like, Dream Sonic game where, uh, A, the controls uh, combine more rail shooting uh, and racing games than what they had before because I don't need to press forward. Sonic is running. That, like, just make him run. Wow. One thing. Uh, that, that, that's. Like a, like a Secret Rings? Yeah, that's kind of debatable. I, I think there it can be good or bad. Or, I don't know. Maybe make R the accelerate button or something like that, you know? Uh, that that's controls wise. That's that. I'll, that's a deeper conversation later. But story wise, my dream Sonic game is something like call it Sonic Champions or whatever. And Sonic Knuckles and Tails, and maybe even more characters if you, or if you want, are pulled into um, a contest of champions on some other planet. Uh, so every Sonic level is a race uh, tournament. You are racing against a bunch of people, and you have to win the race. And then there's less people and less people. And then the final one is, is against, you know, uh, this other, you know, space speedster or something like that. And that way you get more unique characters. Uh, every Knuckles one is literally a fighting game, like an arena fighter. Uh, and every Tails oh. one uh, is uh, uh, is probably like an aerial. Um, uh, <laughs> the one that comes to mind is Superman 64, but obviously like good. <laughs> like an op- yeah. <laughs> more obstacle course, more platforming. Like you have to sparingly use your fly mechanic and stuff like that. Uh, so like you have the three different play styles and more if, if you can come up with versions of it. But I really like the idea of like uh, Sonic is fast and it's cool to go through these little fast, but why is he going fast? Why is, and the solution to that is like, oh, it's a race for his life. Like if you lose the game, you lose, you know? Yeah, that's what I, I like real quick. That's what I liked about the Metal Virus Saga was that he had a reason that yes. he had to keep running. Uh, and like there was an actual uh, threat on him as a character in that. Exactly. And they did it uh, in Sonic Adventure. I mean, Sonic uh, Sonic X as well. They had to uh, run him on a treadmill at one point, I think. 
because uh, he oh, had a bomb. Oh, I love that episode. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a classic, like, uh, Flash, uh, like the Flash comic thing where, like, somebody's dropped a bomb yeah. to him. Uh, and unless he's running at uh, at least, you know, the speed of sound, it won't come off or it, it'll explode. It's it's speed. You know, <laughs> I think it was called the hedgehog that couldn't slow down. Yeah. Um, so something like that, <laughs> where there is a stake for why you actually have to be going fast, something to uh, in the way that Hades has a reason why you are dying and, and going through the entire set of levels again and yeah. again and again. It doesn't it, like it doesn't technically add anything, but it does make this little like uh, bookend to the whole concept of uh, a fast game. So that's like my dream Sonic project. I doubt they'll it'll be that like close that. to that, but uh, that's that's all I could come up with in terms of like what's my dream announcement. So that, uh, and then also, um, I guess just like uh, getting. Um, I was gonna say uh, getting to see a trailer for Sonic Prime or something like that. Um, Oh, yeah. It will probably be a little while before that. Yeah. Um, so last thing before we kind of close out here is uh, what we have planned for the first few episodes. Uh, I think we mentioned it before. We want to do Sonic Adventure 2 as the first one because you and I both cross over a yeah. lot on that. Uh, and I think Mike would be a, a great first guest uh, if... Uh, yeah, I can talk to him about that. Yeah. Um, so that and then uh, Steve Yurko wanted to do our Sonic Adventure episode, the first Sonic Adventure. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm down for that. Uh, and then my fiance Chelsea would love to do a Tales specific episode. Um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd love to talk about that. I love that boy. Uh, he's he, he's a little boy. Okay, he's just a little boy, and he's good at machines. <laughs> uh, and Sonic's his big brother, and he's they're both orphans, and I love them. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, those are a few episodes I have ideas for. Any other ones you're like really eager to do right away? Man, like I'm not really eager to do any right away. I'm 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 very much like I I we're we're not going to do this in any order. So, no, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, we can just sort of bounce around, do an episode about uh uh Sonic Mania Adventures, do an episode about the OVA. Um yeah, uh, it definitely uh, depends on guests too cuz we have like we'll, we'll ask a guest to come on and then tell us like, okay, what's a thing like the thing you love most about Sonic? Uh character, yeah. uh game, comic, something like that. Uh, and we'll probably base it off of that because I think this is definitely going to be like a guest heavy show uh, in the same way that, oh, yeah. again, Podcast of the Ride is where like um, we we obviously have a good rapport as it is, but it always helps to have somebody who's like, this is their favorite thing and they really want to talk about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, if possible, I can try to talk to any of the people who work on the IDW comic if they would. Oh, yeah, for sure. About their experience. Like, yeah, and we have a we have a a couple people who I think we're mutuals on Twitter with both are like uh, Daniel Barnes and. uh, Yeah. um, Yeah. We could reach out to Ian Mutchler and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of cool people who do cool (laughs) Sonic stuff on Twitter and in animation and comics and stuff like that that I would love to have on. I would love to talk with Ian about Sonic. Oh, my God. That would be uh, a very long episode, I feel like. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, nothing particular beyond like the adventure games uh, and a few favorite characters, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so we're going to build up a few of those and then release them. Uh, I don't know. Good plan maybe is to middle of April to start having episodes out. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it was good. Like maybe every like two weeks or so. Keep it like bi-weekly. Yeah, that, so, so we don't have <laughs> another thing stressing us out. Um, 
that also and also like i know you're going to be the one editing these so oh yeah so as to not overwhelm you oh <laughs> uh, I, I actually really do enjoy editing because it gives me time to draw because that's the only thing i can do uh so my brain okay. like because uh so by i'm doing something kind of minimally mentally you know just doodling a little bit yeah so that i can listen to the podcast and no one would be like okay got time to pause fix that you know uh anyway <laughs> that's a little uh uh behind the scenes there um yeah so uh i think that is a good place to end uh we should have do, do you want to come up with like a closer because i i put this in our notes as like a fun thing to do come up with like a closing line uh i don't know like 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 you know uh, you survive podcast to ride that, feel, that type of thing but uh yeah like i feel like a closing line sort of has to come naturally yeah do you know what i mean like um, I remember Mabim my, my Bam got uh, "Kiss Your Dad Square" on the list. <laughs> I forgot like, that was set, the, <laughs> the second episode of the show oh had either I think it was John Hodgman, and he it was either John Hodgman or Paul Tompkins. I want to say it was John Hodgman, but I don't remember. But like that was uh, just a line he said out of nowhere, and they were like, "We're making that our ending." Oh my God. Like that that has to be it, and they've kept up. So like. I almost feel like it's got to come naturally. We'll ask our guests if That's they have me. anything uh, right away <laughs> or uh, right at the oh, end man. there and see if they have anything. Because <laughs> uh, one of the ones I came up with is a follow me at, and then we say our Twitter or whatever, and then oh, yeah. set me free by, uh, <laughs> it doesn't work super well, but that was, that was one idea I'd flown around. Man, like, I don't know. I know Jaleel White Sonic always said, like, got a yeah, juice got a or juice. whatever. Yeah, got a juice. And that's uh, away, Rebel like, Taxi's uh, sign-off on his videos, I think. Ah, yeah. beans. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we... Uh, 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 how about uh, just use a voice clip of Tails at the end of Sonic Adventure saying, all is well that ends well. I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, for sure. Uh, that is that is an option. Um, oh, uh, so... Well, We'll we'll see what we come up with in the next couple episodes, but uh, before yeah. we get into uh, giving our own sign offs, um, I want to say thank you to uh, Rem Rop, also known as uh, Everyday Chip Tune on Twitter, for uh, making our theme song. Uh, not only yeah. did he make the theme song, he also like gave us edited versions for the intro and outro, which you'll hear. Um, and that was really cool. Of them uh, give him a follow. I. Uh, yeah, it, just give him follow, and he will uh, for a donation to a good cause. He will make you a chip tune song. It's really cool. They're fantastic. Like, um, they did uh, early last year. They did a um thing where they were making like a song pretty much every day. And if yeah, if a person donated, they would make a song. They would like ask, "What kind of song do you want? I can make that for you." Um, and they did one for me that was a cross between like Zelda and Pokemon. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, I got one that was, uh, I just said punk and, uh, out came bottled anger, which is like my ringtone now. Cause it's so fucking cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, thank you to, uh, Rimrop for that. Uh, and now we're gonna promote ourselves cause that's what podcasters do. Uh, you go first. <laughs> Uh, oh boy. Um, I don't know. Why am I blanking on this? I know who I am. <laughs> who? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at C underscore Dobbins. So, uh, D-O-B-B-I-N-S. Um, that's where most of my, uh, social media presence is. I'm not really on Instagram. I use my Tumblr maybe once every three months. <laughs> 
Um, uh, but I also have a YouTube channel that uh, has a bunch of animation that I've worked on, like my my brother, my brother and me stuff. Some stuff that I, I did think for about super best the friends. Uh, think, think, think like every day. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I am. Thank you. I am heartbroken that I lost the um, the the roughs for that because I would love to post the rough animation for that whole video, but my animation progress is very messy when i know i'm working by myself Ah. um but uh yeah i have a bunch of animation on there um i have a website with my portfolio and stuff that's uh c dobbinsart.com um yeah that's that's where i am that's where i'm at oh yeah uh and uh we have a twitter set up for this podcast uh at sonic pod which was miraculously not taken uh damn uh so you can follow us there uh and i'll try to be pretty consistent with like uh updates on that uh and then you can follow me at sean eight your son that's s-e-a-n the number eight u-r-s-o-n uh on twitter uh and then that is also my twitch handle i stream uh usually every saturday uh and then kind of cycles between thursday and fridays uh and i just play uh whatever catches my fancy but at this point, I should be going through a Miles Morales playthrough with guests every week. So, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, you're welcome to come on one of those if you want. Um, Maybe. Yeah, so uh, there's that. Uh, and then I'm a writer. You can see my work, a lot of my work on Fanbyte and Crunchyroll and Funimation. Uh, not for anime on those, for the blog. Uh and uh, I'm a researcher. You can hire me if you ever need like uh, research for podcasts or video essays or anything like that. You can find my work on my website, SeanHitchison.com. That's uh, S-E-A-N-A-I-T-C-H-I-S-O-N. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, I know this was a long one, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're getting we have to air out all of the. Uh, oh, wait, I remember one more thing, you know, before. <laughs> so we don't do it every single episode. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, we hope uh, you will sh- uh, stick around for uh, some cool episodes coming up. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Uh, see you later. Later. Later.